How we doing this morning? Everybody good? Man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Had our third baptism this morning. Our, I think, is that 27 baptisms we've had this year? Ridiculous, man, right? Like I, 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 and it's not about, man, it's not about like dunking somebody, man. These guys are like wanting to follow Jesus. They're wanting to actually submit to him and do what he wants them to do. Man, I love that, man. I love that. I'm never impressed by somebody just getting baptized and going, all right, I guess I'm in, right? It's always about like stepping into that next level on an ongoing basis. I've said this before and I've said it again. Uh, we're not going to get there till we get there, right? So this is a lifetime of learning. It is a lifetime of growth. And no matter where we are in our, in our walk, it is never too late to say, okay, uh, Lord, I need to step into it a little bit further. I need to step into you and following you a little bit, a little bit more. Guys, we got a couple of new faces, so I forgot to introduce myself. I'm sorry. My name is Casey, one of the uh, pastors here at New City, guys. And um, what a wonderful time it's been so far. Had a couple of uh, uh, baptism in the, baptisms in the first service, another baptism today in the second service. And guys, the baptistry, and I have been assured that it is warm this morning. There have been a couple of uh, troopers that got baptized, and it was like ice cold. And I actually did one of them a couple of I was like, it was cold, dude. I ain't going to lie. So suffering for Jesus, right? Jesus didn't need no water heater. Shoot, man, we good. But, um, but I am proud of the folks that have decided to, to take that step. And we are not done with you if you are uh, taking that step of, of baptism. That We want to walk alongside you and actually teach you what it means to be obedient to the Lord. Because there's so much that we've got going on. Hey, by the way, I did want to talk to you a little bit about um, uh, Mama Cheryl Moreland drove in this morning and... Uh, you had uh, no power steering, brakes, or something. what? No, like nothing. I don't know how you made it. You were three miles out, and you still three miles out, and still. So if there you go, all right, man. So if if for what if anybody knows anything about cars, and you want to take a look at Mama Moreland's car, please do. That's a that's an important piece. Thank you for uh, being here, and thank you for coming in. But but man, it's uh, it's awesome to see. But um, but we definitely want to take care of our own. You know, because uh, you got to make it home too, right? <laughs> so, like, we got showers here if you want to use them. I mean, it's totally cool. So, no problem at all. No problem at all. We've actually had that. But, um, but uh, thank you guys, guys. We do have a couple of things going on tonight too. If you saw on the video, um, we had uh, we had kind of uh, winding down our uh, our greeting time. So, the video you, some of you may have missed it. We do have rekindle at five o'clock tonight, which is an, a, a fantastic time just to sit, celebrate, worship, just. I mean, like, be free in the Lord, and it's at 5 o'clock tonight, and we can be free in the Lord all the time, because it is for freedom that Christ has set us free, amen? Amen. Um, also, if you have, um, if you have not, uh, if you want to indicate on your uh, Connect card, by the way, somebody show me their, uh, their uh, new bullets, let me show, let me see that thing right quick, I can't get off the stage, um, look at this, check this out, oh, that's gonna, that's gonna fall, no, all right, check this out. Guys, the Connect card, look at that. Is that not awesome? Man, and, and here's the thing. You can find out, like, you guys know, I'm going to talk. Can I, can I just kind of have, like, a quick family meeting before we get into the message? Would that be okay if I did that for just a little bit? Is that cool? Here's a, let's just break it down. We're going to kind of pause on the sermon. Then I want to talk to you about the family stuff we got going on. You know that we're going to three services next week, right? Does everybody know that? Like, with three services. I did find out we are... 
like even in the coffee bar, which I thought was fully staffed, they're like, no, we're having trouble even with, with two. So if anybody wants to step into something like that, step into greeting. By the way, greeting is really, really hard. It's like you have to smile and shake hands at the same time. Now, some people are, it might, you might trip or, you know, blow a hammy doing that. I don't know, but, but be careful. But, so, but it's going to take some special. No, but seriously, Jesus said even greet your enemies, didn't he? Did, did, you, did you know that? Jesus said, greet even your enemies. And the word for greet is a word, Greek word called a spasomai. And it means not just, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the church. It means a genuine desire to see that person prosper and, and grow. That's crazy. Even your enemies? Like, I want my enemies to go down. But, but not Jesus said, no, actually greet them too. And so that's a, it's a command. It's not something, a suggestion. So some people say, well, I'm not really a people person. And, and, and yet... Jesus said to greet even your enemies. And so I'm just saying, hey, it's, 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 we have all kinds of different opportunities. Kid City needs some help, right? I told everybody this morning, hey, if we don't get uh, Kid City with uh, you know, somebody watching babies, we'll bring all the babies up here, right? No problem at all. And we'll celebrate together, no big deal. But, but we want to make sure that none of our brothers and sisters are burnout, freaked out, you know, feeling trapped. Yeah, yeah. Has anybody ever been in a church where, man, you like, you are... Uh, I, I got to leave the church because I'm just stuck doing whatever. We never want anybody to feel that way. We want people to, to step into serving and serve one and go one and, and just have a, have a great Sunday. We never want somebody just to, hey, let me, let me and Pete and the folks that do, this, do those kinds of things. Like, we'll do three services. You know, we'll take care of that. But, but I want all of you guys to feel free to serve one and work one. But it's going to take all of us. Amen? Is that cool? So this is fair. Okay, so we're going to kind of get into some more announcements, but I just want to talk to you guys as a family. Like, we've got an opportunity to, to reach people in a way that, man, it, it, it blows my mind what God has done. I don't know if you know this, or some of you are new. we got a lot of new people, obviously, since we opened up a couple of years ago. But before we opened up, this church was a church called Edgerton Southern Baptist Church, and it had died to about seven people. Well, we're going to go to three services next week, and, and last week we were at about 260 people and you know we got a few less this week because of rain and that kind of thing but we have been hitting 225 250 260 240 for a long time and when you add the uh youth that come on wednesday nights and thursday nights we are pushing a 300 person church that's crazy right god is trusting us with his people and we're gonna most likely just on sunday mornings uh have an attendance Volume-wise, if you will, over 300 very soon, unless we do something stupid, you know, right? Like, we don't want to do that. Uh, we want to give God every reason to bless us and bless our church and use us because he's going to use, he's going to reach his people, is he not? And he has decided, for whatever reason, as jacked up as I am and as jacked up as you are too, that he is going to use us for his, for his glory and to build his kingdom. And I want him to be, I want to have absolutely no reason for God not to be proud of, uh, of us and, and bless us. Amen? Amen? So it's going to take some, take some things for us to do. And, and don't hear me saying, y'all need to serve. Some of you need to rest. You hear me say that, right? Some of you are coming from situations where you need to, to rest. You've been burnt out, freaked out, whatever, and you need to take a rest. Some of us, if you've been here for a while and haven't stepped into serving in any way, man, this is a great opportunity to do that. Is that cool? Family, family meeting over? Right, cool. All right, cool. Let's get <laughs> sign up on your connect cards. Thank you. Yeah, I did. I forgot to forgot to close the deal, didn't I? How can I get you to sign? No, I'm kidding. 
But uh, all, actually, the, site, the, the Connect card's got some great stuff. We had, we, I think we had four people last week said they, they were choosing to follow Jesus. And one of them talked to me uh, just this morning and said they're wanting to get baptized. So we're going to talk through that. We already have a baptism set up for next week, too. And so we'll see how many we got But based on that. I've got to make some callbacks. We got a ton of these back last week. So we had some trouble uh, getting back to everybody. So we're trying to figure that out. But there is a way for you to sign up for, uh, in different ministry areas and different ways to serve. Uh, on the on one side, you can put a prayer request in. And by the way, if you don't have your uh, information in uh, to in our system or anything like that, we'd love to like it, you, we we may send you a Christmas card at Christmas time and stuff like that. I literally got a Christmas card back in the mail when I checked the mail this morning from Christmas, which was weird. <laughs> like it took four months. Literally, the return was was from from last week. I'm like, that's kind of strange. But yeah, we want to make sure we got everybody's uh, addresses and that kind of thing information correctly in the system so let me get that back to you guys sorry about that oh you may need your connect card right don't forget about that that's important so we've got lots of those things going on oh by the way um uh, let's extend the family time just a little bit um if you have a youth or know a youth that wants to go to super summer it is i know that uh, kyle and uh and the team have been communicating to the youth that we do need our super summer forms in but um, it is amazing how many times teenagers do not tell their parents. That ever happened to you guys, by the way? I was a youth pastor for six years. Happened every time. So, but um, it's it, awesome. I love, I love me some teens, man. But uh, there, there are times we have to communicate to the parents, too. So I'm talking to you guys as well because uh, we need that, uh, the, the forms in actually this week, don't we? Is that right, Kyle? This week? All right, cool, cool. <laughs> so we're going to uh, get into the message here and... Um, and guys, you guys know that I've been, a couple of weeks ago, at the Easter uh, service, the Resurrection Sunday service, I kind of, as I'm giving the message, I'm starting to realize a struggle that I'm having with Jesus. And it's not the struggle with Jesus, anything he's done, it's my struggle. It's my wrestling, it's my understanding more of about Jesus. So I've, I've had this heartbeat for a long time that if we actually get to know Jesus, that Jesus is in the Bible, not the denominational Jesus or the religious Jesus that we've been told or the accusing Jesus that we've been told he is or anything like that. No matter what our mama or our daddy or our brother or sister or even our pastor has ever said about Jesus cannot compare to what Jesus is like in the scriptures. I mean, it's amazing. Like if you would understand like those who don't know Jesus, if you would actually look at the Jesus in the Bible, you would love him. You would like, I want to know him more. Two thousand years ago, when Jesus came to the earth, people loved him, except for the religious people, right? But people, the sinners, those who were jacked up, those who were maligned by society, those who were accused by the religious people, loved Jesus. They're like, hey, come over to my house and, and do something ordinary like eat. And that's why we're doing this to the table. We're looking at different conversations and different things that happened over time as, as people ate. And by the way, if you're interested in going to somebody's house and eating, we have uh, homes, homes open on Saturday night, Tuesday night, and Thursday night. Put that on your Connect card that I'd love to come Thursday night or whatever on your uh, Connect card. And we will hook you up with somebody in the church. And it is like I said, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a great time for us to do something that Jesus did that was ordinary. You can start filling out your bulletins here if you like. But throughout the Gospels, <coughs> Jesus does the miraculous, like, like crazy healing and you know, like 
rising people from the dead, and then does something ordinary. So it's like this, this supernatural sandwich with the ordinary in the middle. It's amazing to me. And, and like we talked about a couple weeks ago, and this is where my brain started, my, and my heart, frankly, started hurting a little bit that I was stepping into an understanding of Jesus that I hadn't had before. See, I have no problem with Jesus' deity as being God that came in the form of a man. I got no issue with that. And the reason I don't have an issue with that is because I, 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 what, how I came to know Jesus and really follow Jesus was a, an intense study of the scriptures of their validity. Like, there, it, is, it is virtually impossible for Jesus to have been anybody but God when he came. Like, when you look at the scriptures, there are 300 and some odd predictions about the coming Meshiach in the Old Testament, the Messiah, or the Christ that we call in the, in, in the New Testament, right? And, and, and he fulfilled all of them. And they were not just like he's going to be a good guy and do some good teaching, but that he would be born in Bethlehem, that his hands and feet would be pierced, that he would be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. He would ride into Jerusalem on a donkey, and he would be counted among thieves in his punishment. Amazing. And they all happened. And you can't coordinate that. You can't, like, just say, uh, the scriptures say I need to be born in Bethlehem. I'm going to do that. You can't do that, right? Unless you're God. And if that wasn't enough, we celebrated it a couple weeks ago, but I still think we need to step into the awe and the amazement of that, that Jesus rose from the freaking dead. Amen? Like, that's ridiculous. Like, you, you just don't do that unless you're God. And I got no problem with that. My problem is that somebody like that who is God, who is the Alpha, the Omega, who is the beginning and the end, the, who is the one who created the heavens and the earth, wanting to have anything to do with a knucklehead like me. And it started to articulate as I'm preaching about that. Like, God, you know what I did. You know what I've done. I've made fun of your people. I've bullied your people. I have been the guy that's made fun of Christians. You know that, yet you still want to be with me. And it blows my mind. And, and some of you guys are struggling with that even today. Like you are struggling. Like I got to clean my, I've heard, I've heard this, like, like I, I can't tell you how many times. I got to clean myself up before I start following Jesus. And I'm like, Jesus will take you where you're at and bring you where he is. Right? I love that, but why is my struggle? Like, like he just wants to do something ordinary. If you remember a couple weeks ago, by the way, wasn't it cool last week to see Jeff and Blake up here together? I mean, the firefighter who rescued Blake, or Jeff, and man, they just become really good friends. But that's what Jesus does. Like, he rescues us, right? And still wants to be with us, still wants to hang with us. Listen, I like, he's like, okay, I rescued you now. Now you got a, you got a big obligation, you got to pay me back. Nothing like that. Right? That's not what kings do, but that's what our Jesus does. Talk about humility, right? And I'm going, why do you do that, Jesus? Why are you so amazingly cool like that? Like, why would you reach out to me and just want to eat? Like, this is what he said in, in Revelation. He says, I, I did this amazing, incredible judgment against the church, and I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth because you're neither hot nor cold, because you're lukewarm, right? And then he says, but, however, I stand at the door and knock. And anybody who opens this door, I will come in and eat. Eat, amen is right, and eat with that person. That's incredible, right? I love that. 
but it hurts my head a little bit. Because Jesus should, deserves to, like smack me down, doesn't he? Who said amen? I heard a hallelujah. <laughs> yes, he does, preacher. He deserves to smack us all down, but he wants to be with us. That is incredible. And that is what makes Jesus so special. John 20, starting in verse 30. <coughs> and this is, by the way, John was one of the disciples of Jesus who, who is called out as one who specifically Jesus loves a bunch. And he, and he writes in John 20, after Jesus had done a whole bunch of powerful, miraculous stuff, he said, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his, of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. In other words, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we just couldn't fit, right? But, everybody say but. But, these are written. See, if we will read the scriptures, we'll know why they're written a lot of times. So he says, but these are written that you may believe. That Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. John three sixteen. whoever believes in, in Jesus, right? Well, will not perish, but have everlasting life. It's the same message. A lot of people like sometimes will say to me things like, you, you, you tend to repeat yourself a lot. And I say, no, actually, God does in his word. Like it's the same message from Genesis to Revelation. It's about Jesus. It's about the redemption. It's about him wanting us to be with him. And that hurts my head. Like, I got no problem with your power. I got problems with you wanting to be with me. Like, if I'm going to be honest, right? And I'm struggling through that. And some of you guys are struggling through that. And I'm not against him being with me. I'm asking him why, right? Why would you want to do that? John 21, starting in verse 1. It says, afterward... Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. <clears throat> and it happened this way. Simon, Peter, who was, these are some of his disciples. Thomas, also known as, as Didymus. Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee. And two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, we will go with you. Now here's the thing. This is after the crucifixion of Jesus. And you guys know what Peter did. You guys know Peter really, really kind of like, like did Jesus pretty wrong. I don't know if you guys know some of the scriptures, but G Peter did Jesus pretty wrong. And, and, and if you don't recall, what Peter did was he told Jesus when they were sitting there eating, eating, right? He said, Jesus, I will never deny you. Like, I will, I will go to death for you. I will do all, like, man, it will be like, I ain't never going to leave your side. And Jesus looks at him and said, Peter, you're going to deny me before the rooster crows and so when jesus is arrested and he's he's being beaten and, and here's peter following him at a distance he's like going oh man i don't want to like anybody ever followed jesus at a distance called yourself a christian right i mean yeah i go to church i do the christian thing I do, yeah i'm a christian i got I, yeah, me and jesus are tight but in, in reality we don't really follow him all that close we do our own thing and and when it comes down to it we're we're Christians in name only. And this is what Peter was doing. After saying, I will never deny you. He's like, man, dude, they're really beating up Jesus, man. What's, what's going on? Some girl walks up to him and says, hey, you're with them. You're with that guy, aren't you? I don't know that guy. You ever read that? Scary. Right? It's wild. I don't know him. As a matter of fact, he calls down curses from heaven, which is like the ultimate. Absolutely, I will never. I do not know this man. said it three times. 
Him and Jesus locked eyes, the rooster crows, man. I'm telling you, it's like, and then Peter goes and weeps bitterly. And this is after the resurrection, after the disciples leave and all that kind of stuff, or after the, after the uh, crucifixion, all the disciples are scared. There was absolutely no reason, like publicly or in the culture, for these guys to follow Jesus unless Jesus was the real deal. There was no advantage that these guys had, and I love this. So I'm going out to fish. I guess I was wrong. I watched my Jesus die, man. I done messed up. I even denied him, man. I'm just going to go out and fish. We'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. Anybody ever fished all night? <laughs> Anybody ever fished all afternoon and caught nothing? It's frustrating. <laughs> I, well, I, I wouldn't call it fishing if you didn't catch anything. You know, so if we threw some poles in the water. It's frustrating, right? But somebody comes up to you and says, man, you ought to try liver. You're like, shut up, I'm done, right? I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it's real. That's right. That's right. All right, yeah, see? See what I did there by accident. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. Man, who is this guy? Right? Dude, we've been fishing all night. We've just repaired our nets. Everything's been folded up, put back up. Everything's been, we're coming to shore. But when they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord! As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. Now, I have heard, one of, the, one of the commentaries I've heard, I can't remember where I read it, who I heard it from, but I have heard and haven't verified this yet, so, so forgive me if I'm wrong, challenge me if I am. But one of the things that I had heard was that the, the Jewish uh, people, the, the, the Jewish people of this time, did not swim, so for them to be a fisherman or anything like that was like weird it's kind of like a like a, a skydiver being afraid of heights right it's just sort of like that's just bizarre and this is very undignified for him to do this but he's he he wrapped his outer garment around him for he'd taken it off and jumped into the water the other disciples were followed in the boat towing the net full of fish for they were not far from shore about a hundred yards <coughs> when they landed they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you've just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153. Now that's interesting. That There's, there's some commentary that I read about this, this number that matches uh, the, some Hebrew language. In the, it's kind of interesting. But nevertheless, they counted fish. If God will count fish, we're going to count people. Amen? Now you think about this. Every soul that we count, every person represents a soul. So when we say, why do you count people? Why do you write names? Why do you put names on the, the, the sign-up list? By the way, if you haven't done that, please do. Why do you do those things? Because everybody counts. And we count them. Amen? But even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have, say it, 
Now y'all ain't saying a lie. Come and have what? Come and have Bible study? Come and have a time of, of, of reflection and, and transcendence? Come down, sit in a lotus position and go home to the Lord, right? Do something ordinary. This is where my head hurts. The creator of absolutely everything. The one that put the fish in the net wants to have breakfast. Wants to have something ordinary. See, we tend to over-spiritualize things a lot of times. We tend to put missional things on things that really are, man, it's just a matter of doing ordinary things things in the name of the lord none of the disciples asked dared to ask him who are you they knew it was the lord jesus came took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish this was now the third time jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead when they had finished eating they did the ordinary stuff right he just had fellowship he just ate some bread and some fish Uh, matt miller at the five o'clock service in shawnee last week said Jesus ate his way through the Gospels. I love that. He absolutely did that. (coughs) Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John. Now listen, keep in mind what Peter did. His denial. Some of us have denied Jesus. And either the way we walk and talk with him or the way we've actually denied him. Like, oh, no, no, I don't even believe in that, man. Whatever. But look what Jesus says. Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me? More than these. These could be fish. These could be his homies that he's with, whatever, right? Do you love me more than these? See, a lot of people want to get into the Greek. Okay, what kind of love is he talking about? What kind of, and we could talk about this. This is like agape love. Like, do you love me like the way God and all that, like this ultimate love? Do you love me that way? And, Jesus, and Peter says, yes, Lord. He said, you know that I love you. And he kind of backs that off and says that old phileo love. We can get into all that stuff. But if we get into all that stuff, we're not going to have time to miss. Or we're not going to have, we're going to miss the main point of what Jesus is trying to say to us. It's important, but don't miss what he's saying, trying to find out. The old, like, like digging too deep into, the, into these things, and, and you're going to miss what Jesus is saying. He said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. He didn't say, bow down before me then, dog. It's amazing. You know what you did to me when that girl came up to me, and you, you denied me, right? You know what you did. He says, Peter... I'm restoring you. Wow. I'm restoring you. As some of us have been walking and denying and following at a distance or whatever, and Jesus is saying to you, I will restore you. Isn't that amazing? Like, not only does he want to be with us, he's putting us in place. What did he say? He said, not only will I restore you in Revelation, he said, I will sit you down with me on my throne. Come on, Jesus. Are you kidding me? That's what hurts my head. Not only does he he desire to forgive us, his desire is to restore us to himself. Like he wants to grab us where we're at and pull us up. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. I don't want to go there, man, but I was, Peter's hurting. He's ashamed. He's, he's, he knows what he did, right? Jesus said, take care of my sheep. 
not go get you some sheeps. Is that the plural of sheep? I don't think it is. Sheep is the plural of sheep. Man, English is hard. Wow. Moosen. Mooses. The third time. I love our church, boy. Third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt. <coughs> because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. And so they're like, what does that mean? Well, we'll keep reading because it tells us it's amazing. I love the scriptures. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, Say this with me loudly and proudly. Follow me. You're restored, Peter. I know what you did. I know what you did. No condemnation here. I know what you did. Follow me. History, lots of different commentaries are on this, but I read a commentary and a historical account of Peter's actual death. Now, you think about this. Think about the power of the resurrection and the Holy Spirit about what he does. And when Peter is approached by a servant girl and says, do you know this guy? And he's like, a public, I don't know this guy. History tells us that Peter was martyred for his faith in Jesus. But prior to him being killed, they said to him, you denied Jesus. You don't have to suffer this fate. Some accounts say that he actually watched his wife be crucified for what their faith in Jesus, right? Like there's no advantage to following Jesus except he's real. He's true. These guys were hunted. They couldn't hold jobs. Their families kicked them out. They had to make their, I mean, it is ridiculous. And Peter looked at the one who was going to conduct the execution. He said, I'm not even worthy to die like my Lord. Crucify me upside down. And at his own request, they did that. Now you tell me there's not a real risen Jesus. Nobody does that, right? And Jesus had told him, this is what's going to happen to you. It's not a downer, guys. It's just reality, right? Amen? Jesus is real. Peter turned and saw the disciple who Jesus loved, who was most likely John, was following them. This is the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and said, Lord, who is going to betray you? And Peter saw him. He said, Lord, what about him? Is he going to suffer the same fate? What about, is it, is it fair that I have to go through that and him not go through that? And, and I, I always think of Mr. Miyagi when I read this next one. It's almost like Daniel-san, look I, right? You remember that? Look I, Daniel-san. Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Just follow me. Don't worry, don't let, don't worry about all the distractions. Don't you laser focus, follow close. Don't worry about, oh, they're saying this, oh, what about that, what about that? Just follow me. 
You're restored. Amen? Is that not awesome? That's the kind of God we serve. My brothers and sisters, it is incredible what he wants to do and wants to, he wants to restore you and me to himself. See, some of you guys are like, ah, oh, man, but you don't know what I've done. Lots of people in the scriptures have done some really jacked up, messed up things. Think of Paul who wrote most of the New Testament that murdered Christians. Jesus restores him. How many people have been restored over and over and over? And here we dare go, yeah, but you don't understand. Jesus would never take me. And he's like, look, I, Jameson, follow. You're restored. For some of you, you need to take that first step of following Jesus and be baptized. Let's go. Let's roll. Some of you need to rededicate, possibly need to be baptized. Let's go. And let's follow. Indicate on your Connect card whether you have followed Jesus, if you haven't followed Jesus, if you're deciding to follow Jesus, if you've got questions, you're like, I am an atheist, I don't know what the heck's going on, i got a drug problem, somebody drug me here, because, you know, that happens a lot. Mama said I had to come, right? Put it on there. Man, we will get with you. We will help you where you're at. Be, hand, be grabbed by Jesus and so that you can be pulled up where he's at. Amen? Father, we love you. And thank you for the amazing church you have made. This is your church, God. You are building your church. Thank you for using us in that capacity, that, that you trust us with that. Lord, may we not betray that trust, but at the same time, Lord, thank you for being so gracious. Thank you for being such a, an amazing person that you want to restore even knuckleheads like us. God, we love you. And Lord, those who don't know you yet, may they open their eyes and follow you and decide to follow you. We had several people talking about that last week. And Father, may you open the eyes of your sheep. May you open the hearts of your sheep. And may we know you and may we follow you. Not at a distance. Not in betrayal but truly see you as Lord of our lives. We love you, Father. We love you, Jesus. We thank you so much. And that it is in your Son's amazing and incredible and impossible name. Everybody in here said with great enthusiasm, Amen.